0: Hi everyone and welcome to episode 12 of the Ask the Coach show. Um, I'm Jeff Plum and with me as always is Alois Rosero. Hi Alois, how are you going?
1: Hi Jeff, yeah, going well this morning.
0: Excellent, looking forward to answering some good questions. I hope so. Yeah, we've got a lot of good questions today so um, let's get stuck into them. Let me bring up the first question. So the first question is from Bob. And Bob says, I play with inverted rubber or the normal spinny rubber and he plays against a hardback pen hold player and he has no problem hitting through chops and various spins. But what he finds most difficult is returning his general shots. He normally hits them into the net. Any suggestions?
1: Yes, certainly. So um, there's... um there's a few things to think about when you're uh, playing against the 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 hard bat player um, in particular. So the hard bat uh, does tend to negate the spin. It's almost like an anti-spin um, type effect. So when you spin the ball, the ball comes out really flat. It doesn't really reverse the spin, but it does come out really flat. So it'll seem to you like the ball has backspin because it's basically no no spin. So what you need to do is think about, on that ball, thinking about lifting that um, much more. So when they play the flat ball with the hard hard bat, you need to lift that ball a lot more. Uh, the thing that the hard bat players don't like is more spin. So if you just put a gentle amount of spin, you know, back spin, uh, top spin, it's quite easy for them to hit through it, but if you play with heavier spin, heavy backspin or heavy topspin it becomes difficult and especially if the player is a pinhole player um, if you check our um, some of our videos on playing against pinhole players you'll see that when we play the pinhole player it's good to spin the ball to their forehand side because it's difficult for them to get over that ball um, and block it so if you can try and play heavy topspin especially to his forehand side with a hard bat, um, he might have a few difficulties there. So so gentle spin, easy to cope with for the hard bat player, heavy spin, more difficult.
0: Okay, great. Alright Bob, give that a try and let us know if that helps you out. Some heavy spin into his forehand, give it a go. Okay, the next question is from Peter. And Peter says, there's an attacking shot in badminton called a drop shot from the rear of the court. I haven't seen it in table tennis where one player is away from the table, slows down shortly before the contact so the ball drops short. Is it possible in table tennis?" Yeah, it, um, this is a little
1: bit more difficult of a shot. I think in badminton it works quite well because the, the shuttle drops very quickly. You know, Even when you're back from the court um, and you uh, drop it just over the net, it drops very quickly. In table tennis, however, if you're back from the court and you try and do a drop shot, the ball is still going to bounce um, on their side, but it's going to bounce quite high, especially if you hit it from a high point back here. So the ball's going to bounce, go high, it's going to give them plenty of time to come in and play an attacking shot. So not really that useful in table tennis, but the, the general drop shot in table tennis is good so what we general drop shot is we come in really close to the table get the ball just off the bounce as it's coming up off the table and then play the drop shot from there and we've got a lesson on this in our um, strokes and techniques section uh, this it's called the drop shot off a lob um, if you go there you'll see how to execute the drop shot and um, it'll give you some really good tips but the drop shot when you're back away from the table probably not so effective.
0: Okay and, it, and that drop shot off a log as we say is off a log so that's quite effective when you're smashing and the opponent's back from the table but um, what about just a change of pace alloys, um, say when you're blocking, so you block a hard one and then you block a softer one, so it's not really a drop shot but maybe just it doesn't come through as quickly?
1: Yeah, any, anything like that is uh, can be useful so just a, a, a gentle change of pace can disrupt the timing of the other person, so as you say if you're if you're playing a faster counter hitting rally and then just slow one up um it can muck them up as long as they're not in good position um if if you just slow one up and they're in good position, they're going to come in and play a strong ball so so pick your targets, pick your time and um and change up the pace is good okay uh, you can certainly give that a try.
0: Right. All right. Thanks for the question, Peter. That was an interesting one. Okay. Now, Andre has got another question for us about equipment. He says, being not a terribly strong guy, I've always preferred blades on the lighter side. Recently, I switched to one, only five grams less, and the difference is remarkable. I can't be sure yet which to prefer, so what's your view on this? Yeah. i
1: with with any equipment, it's it's really a matter of preference, especially with the the weight of the bat. Um, it just needs to feel comfortable in your hand, and you f- need to feel comfortable to be able to swing the ball, swing the bat um, quickly. So, um, I always say with equipment, make sure you pick it up, have a feel of it, see what it feels like, see what the handle feels like in your hand, see how heavy it is in your in your hand, uh, and then go from there. So, um, yeah, certainly. If you prefer that lighter bat um, and it feels good, then that's probably a a good choice for you. Of course, it still needs to play well, the speed of it, all that sort of thing, but um, that's that's a good start if it feels good in your hand to start with.
0: Okay, Andre, so enjoy that new equipment. Now Gregory has asked us a question and he says, my issue is that I'm practicing at a club on a standard ITTF sized table, but the one at his office, it lays on top of a billiards table which is about 9cm higher, so it's higher up off the ground, and he's having trouble with that, so how can he adjust his strokes so that he can perform better at his office where the table's actually higher up off the ground?
1: Yeah, um, so this is not one we come across very very often. So. I know I've played on one of those tables that that is up a bit higher, and it does feel really awkward. Probably the the best thing is to just um, when you're playing on that table in the office, think about just making sure your strokes are correct and putting a little bit more topspin. So if you're trying to perform well on that table, then putting a little bit more topspin on the ball um, might help. But you know, really, it there is there is a bit of a difference. And you know, it's it's not an easy difference to to counteract. Perhaps you can, and this is one for you, Jeff. Maybe you know, maybe just thinking about um, being able to adapt to uh, to something like that is is useful training. You know, I know um, uh, some I've heard in um, tennis at a younger age uh, there was a lot of. Um, experimentation with just trying different rackets or and getting little kids to use different rackets, different size balls, different weight of balls, different weights of rackets, just so they learn, um, feel and touch and being able to adapt um, from an early age. Maybe this is just a tool that you can use as uh, an adaption type of tool.
0: Yeah, that's that's a good um, mindset to have, I guess. Just think of it as, as something different that uh, you can adjust to. Um and Yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah so the I, other option is yeah, the other option is to just go and try and get that office to buy a new table.
0: Yes, that's a good idea. Get rid of the billiards and uh, stick with the table tennis. <laughs> All right, well thanks Gregory. Um hopefully some of that helps. It's a difficult one, but um yeah, try and be adaptable I guess is the best advice we can have there.
1: Yeah, maybe yeah, right. if some of our viewers have got some advice as well, they might be able to uh, send, a, send a bit of advice to him um, by going to the to the Hangout and, and um, putting some comments on there.
0: Yes, that would be helpful. Okay, so now we're going to move on to the Ping Skillers question of the day, and the one today is short and sweet. It is Tomahawk or Pendulum. Okay, let us know what's your preferred, and um, we'd love to hear from you. All right, well, that wraps up another show, Aloys. Um, for you, I think I know the answer. Tomahawk or Pendulum?
1: Ah, oh, for me, Pendulum.
0: Great. All right, thanks, everyone. Thanks for watching. Make sure to check out www.pingskills.com, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.